all the nutrition information out there today. Everything's conflicting, completely confusing. How are we supposed to be healthy if even the experts can't agree? This is Outspoken Nutrition. I'm your host, Laura Timbrook, and we're going to break it all down. Hey, everybody. I am super excited for our guest today. She is Lynn Janae Resitas. She is the New York Times bestselling author of The Plan and The Metabolism Plan. And for those that she has coached and worked with, she is life-changing. She takes a lot of the traditional health and wellness information we know, flips it on its head, and gets her clients to reaching goals they didn't think were possible. So welcome me and welcoming Lynn Janae to the podcast. Lynn Janae, thank you so much for joining us today on the Outspoken Nutrition Podcast. I'm really excited about the conversation we're going to be having about over-exercising and our stress and how it might be affecting our weight. Yeah. And you know, first of all, we're such, I don't want to say old friends. We're such good friends. Um, I'm really excited about you and the work that you do. You are definitely a trailblazer and an amazing nutritionist. So thank you for having me on your show. Oh, well, thank you. And, you know, it amazes me because, you know, I know I've talked to other podcasts about my work with you and how I hired you because I was going through a time where I was gaining weight uncontrollably. And I went to the doctor and the doctor ran all my blood tests and she looked at what I was doing, how I was eating, how I was exercising. And she goes, you're doing a good job. Keep going. And I was like, wait a second. I gained almost 11 pounds in nine days. Something's not right. And at this point, I think when I was looking through my fitness pal back then, I was eating about 900 to maybe 1,000 calories a day to the point where fitness pal wouldn't let me close out my day because I was under my caloric intake and I was crossfitting four days a week. And I know from what you've kind of really brought to my attention is how sometimes these boot camp style class fit, uh, classes or these CrossFit style classes on how they affect stress. So I'm really excited for my listeners to hear more about your brilliance and what you have found out with all this. Well, thank you. And, you know, really my work has always been about identifying the varying stimuli in your life that cause cortisol, your stress hormone, to rise. And when you have those heightened levels of cortisol, you are going to enact long-term fat storage, you are going to skew your hormones, and you are going to slow your metabolism. And if you think about it from a biological um, process, because we haven't evolved that much since we were hunters and gatherers, when there were times of extreme stress, our body would naturally slow our metabolism so because it was harder to eat, it was harder to find food, right? So you slow your metabolism so you don't die. Well, that's a pretty good trade-off, right? But, you know, our bodies don't know that the uh, rhino that was chasing us is not chasing us anymore. And it might be our mortgage payment or it might be dealing with COVID or it might be our kids being homeschooled or losing your job. And so every time we come into contact with something that causes stress to rise, your body naturally wants to hold on to weight. Now, you, of course, have been classically trained and you're like most really super smart people. 
if you're trying to lose weight, what should you do? Well, we were told that you start counting calories and you start cutting back on calories. Mm. And um, you need to exercise more to lose more weight. That's not really true. What is true is that when we are under stress, our body cannot handle extra stressors. And there is a sweet spot of exercise that your body perceives as a positive stimulus, but there's also a point when your body starts to say, hey, that's the rhino or the tiger chasing us, we better hold on to fat. So my work has always been about not only finding the foods that support your biology, but the exercise that supports your biology at this time. So, so many of us in COVID are exercising too hard, right? Thinking we're doing the right thing when in fact it can be making the situation worse. Yeah. And that's really what I've been finding. I know so many of my clients and I'm sure a lot of people that you've worked through going through COVID, you find yourself eating more and we're eating more comfort foods and not all the time are those comfort foods really what our body wants or needs. So we've kind of packed on some pounds. And like you said, when you're classically trained and what you hear so often in the media is you ate bad. Now you just have to work out more. And we're jumping into these boot camp style classes and we're making ourselves even more stressed. And I've seen so many people just exhausted by everything going on. And I think your research and what you have found has been phenomenal. And I, I remember back working with you, the first, I think, I, if I remember correctly, like the first few days, I wasn't allowed to work out at all. You told me I could roll around on a foam roller. And coming from CrossFit classes, like rolling around on a foam roller, I'm like, seriously, this isn't even doing anything for me, which it was. But, um, and I remember four minutes. And for the next six months, I really couldn't get over seven minutes of working out, even like ab workouts. Like I couldn't do more than seven minutes of walking. And I think at one point we were actually limiting me to 8,000 steps a day because we found out any more than that, I would put on the weight. And it was so amazing how with your metabolism plan and working with you, we were able to figure that out. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I mean, definitely, I think a lot of people that are coming to your practice and to my practice are really smart, motivated people. And they're really trying hard uh, to do the right thing. And when your body doesn't, quote unquote, respond to the right thing, you just think you need to try harder and push more. When in fact, when that happens, when your body isn't responding, that's your body just saying, hey, this isn't working for us. And the more we try to put a round peg in a square hole, uh, the, the more our bodies are going to be under stress. So once, it come, once, once again, it comes back to that S word, right? The stress word. What causes stress for you? Now, we're obviously dealing with a lot of factors with COVID. Many of us are working from home, which means we're moving a lot less, right? Even the walk to the car and back and from your office and, and being in the grocery store. How many of us are ordering our groceries in because we don't want to come into contact with COVID? So in many ways, we're getting less movement 
And what we're doing as a response to that is programming in uh, exercise that can be stressing our bodies out more. So we may not think of the walk to and from the car and you know shopping and doing the groceries alone as a stress reliever, but it is. But also that movement that you're doing that is natural movement is not stressing your body out. So let's just say, for example, on a normal day, pre-COVID, you'd be doing anywhere from seven to 8,000 steps. And now it's in the time of COVID and you're only doing 3,000 steps. Those extra four to 5,000 steps that you were doing on a daily basis would not be stressing your body out. It would be enhancing your metabolism. And also that walking would decrease your stress. But now we're operating at a deficit, right? Because we're working from home, we're ordering our groceries in, uh, we're dealing with the stressors of the kids and finances and all of that. So our stress levels are already high. If your stress levels are already high, as when you came to me, most people can really only tolerate anywhere from six to 12 minutes of exercise. And when we start to go over that amount, your body may perceive it as that rhino or that tiger chasing you, which means that you're enacting heightened levels of cortisol, which slow your metabolism. So it's really interesting to try to find your own individual sweet spot. What I've been saying with my clients is, uh, if you find that you're moving a lot less than you used to, it might be better for you to schedule in two to three eight to 10 minute leisurely walks. Now that's the key. People are like, oh, I can't have an elevated heart rate. Absolutely not. Just replicate the amount of movement you used to do pre-COVID and your body's going to do much better. So for most folks, a 10 minute walk is going to be roughly a thousand steps. You start programming that in, your body's going to have an enhanced metabolism, with lower levels of cortisol, you're not stressing your body out, and you might find that you can even exercise a little bit more. So it's a beautiful day here in New York. I'm actually, I haven't gotten in my 10 minute walk, but I'm gonna get it in right after you and I finish talking because I'm gonna get the vitamin D because it's sunny and we know that enhances your metabolism and I'm going to decrease my stress. You know, that's such a simple plan and it's, you're so spot on with the walking because, you know, I've the last maybe four or five years have always had one of those smart watches and I knew over the years what my average was on a daily basis, but I've noticed the last month or two, now that we're in the winter months and I'm kind of entering a little bit of a funk that my movement of walking, there's been days I sit on the couch and I realize at night I've only had like 2,500 to 3,000 steps because I've been in my office all day long and have never left. You know, and that's, that's what I see with everyone. This is universal. So we have to really think when we're thinking about exercise, we need to think of it in two ways. There's exercise um, and then there's movement. You need to program in movement which decreases stress 
and your body doesn't perceive as exercise. This is really important on a daily basis. And everybody's um, allowance of movement is different. So for you, we, you certainly came to me in, in heightened levels of stress. So we did find that for you. And, and I do find this for a lot of people that for them, their sweet spot is 7,000 to 8,000 steps. And then we have an extra category, and that's me. That's, those are the hyperactive folks. Um, I need anywhere from 10 to 15,000 to be in my sweet spot. And the way you can test that is really based using the metabolism plan principles, which is we have days that we exercise. And for most people, it's really best every other day. And then we have the days where we track our movement and what movement makes our body happy. So now, you know, okay, if most days I'm only getting in 3000 steps, then I would probably need to program in two to three, uh, you know, 10 to 12 minute walks at a leisurely pace. Now, what's super important is not just the walking, but it's also the exposure to vitamin D. Most of us are vitamin D deficient, and this happens even more so in winter. So by being outside and having that exposure to the vitamin D, whether it's an overcast day or whether it's a sunny day, your body's going to have better balanced hormones and, and better metabolism because vitamin D is very important for metabolism. So that's the non-movement. First step is figuring out how do I gently boost my metabolism? And that can be your walks. You know, that's such a great idea. And I love the fact that you're talking about getting outside. Um, we recently, in a previous episode, had um, a fellow by the name of Connor on, and he's from Reset Outdoors. They are psychotherapists that use outdoors to boost mental health. And he was saying the same thing you have said, 10, 15 minutes outside walking. So not only does it reduce our stress and help us lose weight, but it boosts our mental health. I mean, it is really a win-win when you think about it. It, it so is, and I'm, I'm really excited. I, I need to research this person. That's amazing. But you know, what a lot of us do is when we go outside, we're like, okay, I have to walk, I have to power walk, right? That's not fun. That's work. Right. Mm -hmm. So just go outside and just say you can walk as slow as you want. You can just go outside. Just know that you're you're out there to just be gentle with your body, I think, um, is important because we are exposed to so many stressors and to have to add a list of I need to and I should. And this is important. And tracking heart rate and all this stuff is it's not fun and it's not healthy. But it's interesting the um, the effects of sunlight have on our optic nerve, which stimulates so many processes in the in the body. So I want all of you listeners to just maybe step back a little bit on the exercise and thinking of programming in movement that decreases stress, that gives you some time alone. You can even think of it as like a walking meditation. Yeah. And that, I love the idea of the movement over exercise. Even when I'm talking to my manufacturing facilities and we're talking about the core principles of wellness, I actually always use the ter term movement over exercise. Now, for me, it's more because a lot of the people I'm dealing with, exercise is kind of the dirty word. They don't like to hear it. So movement is a little bit easier on them. 
But I love how you're saying, you know, we need to be kind to ourselves. Don't punish ourselves by, you know, going all out because you're not enjoying, you don't like the way you look. But instead being kind to ourselves because this is, I hate to use the word unprecedented. I hate that. But it's, I think this is stress like a lot of us have never seen before. Oh, absolutely. And and I really like the way you brought up that um, people exercise, view the word exercise as a dirty word. You know why? Because we are creating unachievable goals for most people and unrealistic goals and frankly, unhealthy goals for most people. So if you are programming in your movement, um, you're going to find that for most people, you don't need more than eight to 12 minutes of exercise every other day. Now, if you've been told that for you to be fit and you to be healthy, you have to exercise 45 to 75 minutes a day, five days a week. For a lot of people, that's really daunting. For a lot of people, I've got my kids, I might have two jobs or whatever your thing is to know that this has to be your goal is very daunting. Now, some people can exercise that often and and that much, but that's not the majority of us. Those are people that have the genetics to be an athlete. So if those are your genetics and you love exercising that much, then you go ahead and rock it. But for most of us, we don't need to do that to have the health benefits, to have the weight loss benefits, to have the cardiovascular benefits, to have the bone density benefits. What we need to do is we need to exercise smarter and not harder. So I have to say for a lot of you folks that invested in the treadmill and the step climber and the Peloton, that might not be the best uh, form of exercise for you. Yeah. In fact, exercising outdoors, running outside for eight minutes is going to be much more effective than you running on a treadmill for 25 minutes. It's also a lot cheaper. This is true, (laughs) especially when you're dealing with the Peloton. (laughs) Exactly, right? So if we start thinking that, hey, I just need, I need to do eight minutes every other day. Well, that's pretty easy. I can do that. Now exercise isn't so scary. Yeah, now I can fit it in. Oh, wait, I don't have to wake up an hour early to exercise or exercise at the end of my day. We can fit in and we can program in those eight minutes um, and your body's probably going to respond a lot better. Yeah. And you know what? It's sustainable. It's something that you can keep up. Like you said, it's not It's not daunting. It's not 45 minutes. It's not you know, an hour at the gym and then getting re-ready for another 30 minutes. It's eight minutes. Right. And it's just, I think a lot of us have been so conditioned by the fitness industry. Um, you know, working out with free weights is going to be much more effective than working out with machines. Running outside is much more effective than running on a treadmill. So these forms of exercise are much less expensive, Mm. they're much more effective, and you need to spend a lot less time doing them. To think that you might have to spend, you know, an hour on a stair climber to replicate the efficacy of running outside uh, for eight to 10 minutes is huge. Um, Doing five minutes of jump squats is going to be much more effective than you being on 
your stationary bike. So it's really assessing what's effective exercise that makes us not have to exercise so long and potentially increase our stress levels because that's what exercising too long does. Yeah. You know, I, you were such, you know, a role model for me when I was working with you and everything that I thought I knew everything. And it was just like, nope, we're going to throw that out to the curb and that out to the curb. But the greatest thing with working with you and anybody from your team is that it's, it's really easy. It, I mean, it takes a moment to get used to the foods and making sure you're prepared and you're prepped. But I mean, I've been doing, I've been following your metabolism plan way of eating, let's say, for the last probably about three years. It's now just part of my overall daily life. You get multiple vegetables, more plant-based proteins, you know, and focusing on that, it's really a very easy diet once you, and I don't even like the word diet, but it's it's an easy way of living. And you really do feel a huge difference when y- you start eating, quite frankly, like an asshole again. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the one day you and I were working together and you're, you're like, oh, I should really work out, but I'm really tired. And I'm like, no, you should take a nap. And you, I think you lost like 0.8, you almost lost a full pound that day. Uh-huh. And you were joking that your husband was, you're like, he would always lose weight and I could never lose weight. And now I'm exercising eight minutes or taking naps and, and I'm losing more weight than he is. And, and that's really the way it can be. It's about listening to your body. And I think that so many of us are caught in the trap where we're listening to the experts. And so this goes back to a major tenet of my work, which is, you know, there's validity to every diet. There's validity to every exercise theory. There's validity to everything. But when you read research, you have to recognize that if the research is considered effective, it's going to work for 60 to 70% of the population. And a lot of the times you're going to fall in the 30 to 40% it doesn't work for. Absolutely. My favorite analogy is I read last year this study that was touted, oh, you need to do this. You need to follow this, this protocol. And it was based on Finnish men in their 20s. Well, I'm not a man. I'm not in my 20s. I'm not Finnish. How can you say this is what you need to do? This is the penultimate you know, experience. So I've never said, you know, you need to be a triathlete, you might be able to be. I've never said you need to eat paleo, maybe you need to be. I've never said you need to eat vegan, maybe you need to. At the end of the day, what I've developed is a protocol for you to test and analyze what you do in your life. And you keep in what works, you tweak what doesn't work, and you kick to the curb the things that you hate that really don't work. Absolutely. And you know, it's funny. I always say, similar to you, no diet works for everybody except the metabolism. <laughs> because everybody is different on it. You're not eating. You know, we used to joke that I was on the the tequila duck and manchego cheese diet. <laughs> 
I remember that yours was because I was getting like really salads. expensive. I mean, it was all the fancy foods that I was losing weight on. And it's funny, my friends still joke about it, but it is so true. So Lynn, let everybody know how they can get in touch with you, where they can find your books, because I know how much of a strong resource you are to be able to, for those people that haven't been able to lose weight and have been struggling and everybody's telling them it's they're doing it wrong. They're doing it wrong. Tell them how they can find out more and get in touch with you. And thank you for saying that because it really breaks my heart. We, if the diet's working for you, the CrossFit's working for you, the Peloton's working for you, the cauliflower's working for you, you keep doing it, right? Um, my work is for people that think that they're doing the right thing and they feel like their body's betraying them. No, sh Nobody should ever say to you, uh, maybe you're not doing it hard enough or well enough. Uh, that's so demoralizing. And um, that just comes from a place of extreme rigidity and ego. If you're doing the right thing most of the time, then there's something you need to switch up. And it's as simple as that. And the fixes can be really, really simple. If the strawberries are making you fat, then eat the blueberries. If the turkey burger is causing inflammation, then have the beef or the lamb burger. Um, it's really those simple tweaks that allow your body to be your best body. And you can find all of my books on Amazon, um, Lingine Recitus, The Plan and the Metabolism Plan, for you folks that like to exercise, I would definitely say the metabolism plan. Um, if you order the plan, it was my first baby. So it's, it's my special book. But we update the information every single year from data that we gather from all over the world. And so you can find updated uh, days 1 through 20 on my website, www.lingenay.com. I'm very active on social media. So we try to give you as much free support as we can. I just started a new YouTube series um, um, on day four, which helps you with day by day uh, analysis and insight and nutrition tips and hacks into the plan and the metabolism plan. And if you need extra help, I'm here. You know, my team is here. A lot of times the smarter you are, the, the more oh, you yeah. might need help. I certainly find Doctors, nurses, and nutritionists, they're the first ones to sign up with me. <laughs> Personal trainers, too, um, because it's, it's like entering bizarro world for so many people. Everything you've been taught might be completely untrue, and probably a lot of the things that you've embraced to be your healthiest and best self are probably not working for you, and that's okay. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, it's just – more people need to hear about your work, your research, what you have done, because there's still so many people that I know personally need you. I know my listeners need you. So I'm so glad to have you back on the podcast. And for anyone that wants to listen to when Lynn was originally on the podcast, I'm going to post the link in the show notes for her episode on chemistry, not calories. And it's just, it's phenomenal with the work you do and keep on going. I can't wait to check out that YouTube channel. And for anybody that is in New York City, you have a restaurant. Yes, we just reopened. It's Lingenay's Kitchen. Like so many people, we were so negatively affected by COVID. So there's the bad part of that. 
But the good part is, is that I'm in the kitchen cooking every night. So you can come and see me. Um, we love to say our place is like cheers. We have so many regulars. Um, you know, the tagline for the restaurant is comfort food for everybody. So we have vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, omnivore, best lamb burger in town. We have a kid's menu. Um, I come out to every single table. I will personally make all of your meals exactly the way you want it made. It's, I kind of say I'm your restaurant mom. So um, come on by. I'd love to see you. And of course, if you come, you have to say you're a friend of Laura's. Absolutely. And you know what, Lynn, I know I was supposed to get to you last March at your restaurant right before COVID hit, and I didn't make it. And I'm telling you, as soon as I can get to New York City, I am there. I would be so, oh my God, we would have so much fun. It's a really wonderful place. And, you know, it's all about joy and comfort. And, and that's what I really want people to know. And you know this, that... Times may be stressful, but when you honor your body and when you're kinder to your body, you're going to find that you're going to have better results. Absolutely. And that is the perfect note to end on. I'll go ahead and I'll put all your links to your books, your website, your restaurant, all in the show notes. So anybody has, they have no excuse not to look you up and not to start being kinder to themselves and reaching their goals. So Lynn, Janae, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Laura. Love you, sister. <laughs> Love you too. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining the podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Have a great week and don't forget to eat your effing veggies.